This is Thoughts of the Week. You're listening to Thoughts of the Week. Listening to Thoughts of the Week. You're listening to Thoughts of the Week. You are listening to Thoughts of the Week. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? On this Tuesday. What's up? What's up? What's up? I want to say welcome to the replay viewers. Welcome to the live viewers on Periscope. And those who are going to be listening to this show being recorded on sound as well as I speak and it's going to be put on YouTube next week on uh, Monday so any live stream that I do one week that same live stream will be transferred over to YouTube as a soundcast and it'll be over you know the following week so you get the live first and then next week you get that replay of the soundcast, all right. So, welcome everybody to YouTube as well who listens to the soundcast on YouTube. What's up to the live viewers? What's up to the replay viewers? And check this out. Remember, remember last week, the last week, um, I was holding the digital recorder in my hand. But this time, which I should have done it last week. Let me see here so I can show you guys right quick. Check it out. Let me see. You might be able to see it. See that? Right there. Got the little mic attached to my digital recorder. All right. What's going on, everybody? I got that salt and pepper look. I'm kind of giving it a feel out, man. I don't know what I'm, how I feel about it yet. Starting to catch a little salt with this pepper. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I heard people say they like it. I'm kind of on the fence about it myself. So what do y'all think? Let me know. All right. So yes, we're going to talk about, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Black Panther movie. All right. And today I'm using um, an app. I won't say what's going on, Courtney. Share this out to your people. Appreciate you coming in. you have followers of your own share this out to your followers matter of fact let me hit this button right quick bam yes indeed let me hit another button right fast let me see here okay there you go <coughs> so I apologize I'm a little late today I'm gonna try to do these live streams um, on Periscope anyway at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays 
There may be times when I don't do a show on that day. So I'll let you know ahead of time, but I'm gonna try to be as consistent as possible. All right. I'm gonna try to be as consistent as possible. As best I can. All right, sometimes things come up and I'm not able to, or sometimes things come up and I start a little bit late. But I'm gonna try to get started between 9 and 10 a.m., all right? But definitely try to stay on that 9 o'clock schedule. So, like I was saying, I got this new app that I'll probably, some of you might know about it, some of you might not. There's several apps like the app I'm using. There's different versions. But this is what this was from my research that I was looking for. And I decided to try it out on this episode of Thoughts of the Week. Alright. I'm not even gonna say how long I'm gonna be on here or not. Because I always say one thing and then it turns into something else. So we just gonna leave it at that. I'll get done when I get done. And if you happen to hear, I don't know necessarily, not saying panting, I'm probably good, probably better than I was last time. I am walking as I'm doing this live stream. And to y'all who listen to me on YouTube, if you hear the panting or me breathing a little hard, because I'm walking, I'm not walking on just straight surfaces, I'm walking up little hills, whether it's on the, the pavement or on grass, and then sometimes it'll be flat, sometimes it'll be um, rocks, pebbles, and stuff like that, so I'm walking on different types of ground, alright, which I guess is actually good. For some, I guess, and some is not. But um, about this app, I'm gonna be putting it on, I don't know when, because there's several apps I wanna put y'all up on, on my show, The App Game. So, in the near future, I'm gonna be doing some new episodes on the App Game, and that's on YouTube. So, if you wanna check out the shows that are on there now, you can go to Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. And check out the app game where I do some discussion of apps and how they work, how they function. And so check those shows out. And on the same YouTube channel, the YouTube channel again is Norwood Media Vision. Somebody checked in, I didn't catch their name. But thanks for coming in. But on Norwood Media Vision, I have other shows on there as well. I have the Black History Minute, which I'm gonna be adding some more to that pretty soon as well. I'm probably gonna try to do that the whole entire year, is add a Black History Minute. All right, so you can check out that. Um, Thoughts of the Week Soundcast, which is 
what I'm doing right now, what happens is I do the live stream on Periscope and then I take the recording and those who are more fond of YouTube and like YouTube, they can go to YouTube and just hear the soundcast, all right? <clears throat> and what else we have on uh, the YouTube channel? We have uh, Black History Minute, Thoughts of the Week, The App Game, Did You Know, Life of a Solopreneur, and I open back up the um, Questions of the Week audio cast. There's only like six episodes of that, and I decided to just end that to that to six episodes because I just felt like doing Thoughts of the Week would be better. But I got some great material for questions of the week. And because um, I wanted some participation from the peoples with the questions and see what their answers would be, but not nobody really participated. So I decided let's do thoughts of the week. That way I can just put my thoughts out there and people can feel them. If they, if they feel them, they can disagree, they can agree. We can have a debate on it. And I think that kind of, that seemed to work a lot better got a better response doing it that way so that's why I'm doing it like that now with that being said let's talk about my review my thoughts on the movie the Black Panther alright so I don't know how many of you guys and girls have seen the movie but I might say some things that for those who've seen it, maybe they didn't um, realize it or recognize it at the time when they looked at the movie, so they might have to look at the movie again, and maybe they'll pick up on some things. And others, it could spoil, you know, it could spoil things for you watching if you didn't if you didn't see the movie yet. So my suggestion is, is that you wait. You might want to just get off my particular scope this week and you don't listen to my soundcast on YouTube until you see the movie then you can come back and check it out either one Periscope my live replay or the soundcast on YouTube <coughs> alright so let me give you about 30 seconds and then I'm gonna go in on my take on the Black Panther movie alright and while I wait these 30 seconds, you guys, I'm walking the track, but this time I'm not walking with the uh, with my backpack of weighted plates. Maybe I'll do it the next week, I don't know. I decided I'm gonna take a break off from that. Maybe do it, bring it back in next week, maybe every other week. But when I did it that first time, that was like my first time ever doing something like that. And man, when I bent over to take my shoes off, woo, my back, my back was definitely feeling things. But that was cool, though, to get my body accustomed to it. <clears throat> hello, hello, I see somebody in here. I don't know who it is. They're kind of going in and out, but what's up to you? All right, so what I'm going to do. And just go over this Black Panther 
movie. And like I said, for those who didn't see it, you might not want to listen to this cast, this live stream today. Or you don't want to go to my um, YouTube channel, Norwood Media Vision, and listen to the soundcast until you actually see the movie. What's up, birds? Birds is flying around here. Trying to figure out what I'm doing, <laughs> it looks like. But, um, yeah, so let's get into it. All right. And I'm going to start off by saying this. Nowadays, when I look at movies, and maybe it'll change, because <clears throat> now that I'm even speaking about it, I'm, I'm thinking about something else already. But when I try to look at movies nowadays, I kind of look at, try to look at it with more of a analytical eye and analytical ear. All right. So I try to not just look at it and just enjoy the entertainment and and the uh, stunts and the light shows in the movie. I try to look at it as, as uh, far as looking at what messages is being sent through the visuals and through the the uh, words. What's going on, everybody coming in? Thanks for coming in. Help me out with some hearts, by the way. I need some hearts. I need some hearts. Hook me up. All right. Hook me up with some hearts. See seven people in. Thanks. Thanks for coming in, y'all. Now, um, like I said, when I look at movies nowadays, I try to look at them with a more analytical eye and analytical ear. And that's just um, because as time going on from yeah, let me see who's this. Alex, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Share this with your people. Share this with your followers. All right. Share, share, share. Let other people know I'm here. And I thank you for coming in. Hook me up with those hearts, most definitely. So like I said, I try to look at movies now with an analytical eye and analytical ear. Examine things that I'm seeing and hearing while I'm watching the movie. And that's just because over time, I've been realizing that real live events have taken place. And I will remember, it was almost like I've seen these things happen or heard about these things happen before. Right? And so, like for instance, let's look at the um, movie with, uh, I think it's Denzel and I don't know if it's Mark Wahlberg, The Two Guns, I think. That's just me giving the one example, The Two Guns movie. Um, I think that was the movie. There was a scene in that movie that was very, very, very similar to... Um, this real event that happened, I can't remember, I think it was Pennsylvania maybe, where there was a naval base shooting. And they had some video that happened, real shooting supposedly happened. And they were showing like the guy, they had video footage of the guy kind of going into different hallways and rooms. And it was real similar to a scene in the two guns. Right? And there were other movies that had different things happening in the movie. And then it could be a year later, it could be several months after 
maybe a few years later and similar things in real life would take place. Another example that comes to mind is the um, one of the Batman movies where they had uh, on a map some during one of the scenes they pointed out Sandy Hook and then I don't know how long after that movie came out all of a sudden you had that um, Sandy Hook shootings right it's kind of you could say it's coincidental what's going on Vesuvio in the house how you doing so those are just a couple of examples that I'm talking about right and so now when I look at movies I try to good morning good morning what's going on Callie Slim what's going on what's cracking um, so now I kind of look at movies with a more analytical eye and ear all right so Dokin or Dokin what's going on or Dokin what's going on to you thanks for coming in share this with your followers give me some hearts fire puncher what's <laughs> what's going on fire puncher that's like sound like a superhero or something or a villain who knows but um so yeah that's why I kind of look at movies now with a more analytical eye and ear all right and so maybe next time around what I'll do is when I look at a movie I'll look at it and get the the enjoyment factor of it and I'm still gonna probably be analytical because of constantly doing it so there'll be some things I'll pick up but then I'll look at the movie a second time and really start looking for being more an analytical and examining what I'm seeing alright so with all that being said here's my take on the Black Panther movie alright first of all it was good it was a good movie I think it was well put together uh, Magnum what's up thanks for coming in well put together very exciting um, had some very empowering empowering things in it uh, when I left the movie and started leaving and other people were coming in to see it you could see the excitement on people's faces um, some of the kids I'm talking about all different races they had excitement on their faces and they were starting to mention well I hope they show such and such such and such for the comic books that they've read let me see who's this I missed the name there but welcome thanks for coming in So there was a lot of excitement. Like I said, the movie was empowering to me. Very interesting, very well done, put. Um, and I started, as I was watching the movie, I started noticing some things. All right? Like I said, I, be, I, you know, I get analytical about it. So I started noticing some things. Yeah, I hear you. You don't go to the movie, that's cool. But man, you waiting for it to come on cable, <laughs> that movie's not going to come on cable for a minute, so you probably better off, what's up Breeze, you probably better off um, getting that Fire Stick or Roku, 
because it'll probably you probably get it quicker on that, right? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, the cable. Uh, are you talking about the movie theaters itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it could be. But here's what I noticed about the characters T'Challa and Killmonger. Alright? Maybe you guys have heard this. Maybe you watched other people's live casts and spoke on it. But what I noticed is that T'Challa, which was the king, Black Panther, Sarah, what's up? I missed somebody else that came in, but I missed the name. Sorry, but y'all, thanks for coming in. Thank you for the hearts, by the way. Appreciate that. So, T'Challa, hey, what's going on? How, you, how are you? T'Challa seemed to be like Martin Luther King Jr. slash Barack Obama. Looking for Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> that might be the next movie. I might make that one. Looking for Bigfoot. I know you can see by me walking in this uh this trail. It changes because I'm gonna be walking on the road next. You'll be seeing a trail of a regular street road. Like I said, I'm I'm doing my walking like I normally did. Last week I put some weights in a backpack and decided to walk the same trail. What's up, Hazy? Or Hazy? Thanks for coming in. Highway Molly, what's up? And so, back to um, T'Challa. He reminded me, or he had mannerisms of that of, what's up, good and plenty? He had mannerisms of to, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Barack, or slash Barack Obama. And Killmonger had more. Good morning, good morning. Magamani, what's good? The real Gretchy, <laughs> what's going on? So Killmonger had a more Malcolm X militant, more personality. Thank you for the hearts, by the way. I needed like, uh, I'm thinking I'm close to 40,000 hearts. So give me up to 40,000 or give me past 40,000. So T'Challa was more like a Martin Luther King slash Barack Obama and Killmonger was more like, what's going on? Hijik. They wrong Killmonger. <laughs> so Killmonger remind me of a more Malcolm X kind of mindset, right? Thank you for the hearts. And what's up, WJW110? Thanks for coming in. And I say that because when you watch them in the movie, their mannerisms and um, what they were doing kind of gave you that impression. For instance, T'Challa was more like the mild, the mild-mannered type person, kind of thinking his way through. Sometimes he was hesitant on doing things. He was kind of not, thank you for the hearts, he was kind of not like trying to rock the boat, so to speak. Whereas Killmonger, he was all for going in, making changes. He seen that things was wrong. Django, Django White Panther, what's up? He seen that things was wrong, dimples, what's going on? And so he wanted to uh, make changes, but they kind of put him in, in the light of being like the angry 
black black guy break it break it down what's up he tried to be like he was like the angry black guy that's how they try to pose him in the movie real they did it they you know the writing and the directing was real clever all right in the movie even to the point where the lines they had to say in the movie was real clever oh is it it was lame i hear you did you look at the movie or did you look into the movie because even if it on the surface it looked lame think about all the things that was being said in the movie and yeah i guess you could say in a, in a way it was some brainwashing and i'm kind of going to break that down a little bit and you can kind of put two and two together you said it's a satanic movie i hear you uh who's this prince princeo prince of peace what's up and so <laughs> and so um back to t'challa he was more like the mild manner type dude like martin luther king barack obama type you know they had to sit down and be thoughtful and think things through before they made a move right and the same thing like Barack Obama and Martin Luther King. They, they did a lot of thinking. They thought things through, which is nothing wrong with that. I say that's, that's one way. Um, that's definitely, you should have that as part of your own makeup, not always just acting on things. But then there's sometimes you have enough information, enough knowledge, where you can make a decision and move on some stuff, so you should move on it. And that was kind of like Killmonger. He already been through some things he lived in the um in the united states you know the uncle or his dad was killed by the former king right and so he ended up living in america and not living in wakanda right and so he's he's been through living in oakland which that was another thing in itself just just the beginning scene of oakland and then having the Panthers pop up at the apartment, that was like a big message to everybody about the, the actual Black Panther party. If, not, if any of you guys picked that up who watched the movie, they were actually bigging, bigging up or shouting out the actual Black Panther party or letting you know that's where they started at in Oakland. All right. So... Um, for those of us who grew up in Harlem, I'll say that again. Put it back up. And there was some mentioning by people about uh, Harlem as well, by the way. But, like I said, um, Killmonger grew up in the United States. He wasn't brought back to Wakanda after his uh, dad was killed. And so he had to go through and see... I hear you. Much respect. You appreciate having a black superhero. So Killmonger, you know, he grew up in in the United States basically and wasn't brought back to Wakanda after his dad was being was killed for his crimes. Right? So he Killmonger was ended, ended up experiencing the racism that went on in the United States and in the movie, you know, he was bringing that issue up, 
all right? Apparently he'd been through the CIA and learned things from the CIA, and that kind of reminded me of an old movie called um, The Spook Who Sat Behind the Door. I think that was it, the name of it. So that kind of brought that memory back about that, where it was a black guy in the CIA and started learning how to do, you know, all the little spy type things and then train the people in his uh, neighborhood so they can content so they can discontinue getting mistreated so that kind of sounded like that right and then there was a um, there was a scene in the movie where Killmonger said we will show them how great we are right we will show them how great we are and I think that reflected on when you look at the total totality of that particular scene, he was saying that some of the people in Wakanda were so reserved and wanted to keep out from helping others outside of Wakanda that nobody really seen how great they really were and how intelligent they really are and how technolog technologically advanced they were, right? So, he made that comment. Another thing that stuck out to me was the, uh, the women in the movie. The women were treated with the utmost respect. And they treated them, they treated each other with a lot of respect. Thank you for them hearts, man. Y'all really hardened it up today. I appreciate it. So... They treated each other with respect and they were respected by the men, the men and the women. And like I said, the women respected each other even when they had different views on things. Mark, what's up? Persaku or Persako, what's up? So that was pretty cool in the movie as well. Right? And even when the, uh, when the men, when they went to battle, or they had to fight to become the king, which uh, M'Baku and T'Challa had to get their fight on, even after the loss, M'Baku still had respect for T'Challa to the point where he even saved or some of his people, some of his soldiers, M'Baku's um, soldiers, found T'Challa after Killmonger threw him over that waterfall <laughs> and um, and they still had that much respect and love for him that they went on and saved him and preserved him I guess until they decided what they wanted to do right so I thought that was real cool now before I go on This was like days after the, me watching the movie. I found out that in the news newsland that there were articles saying that the um, the LBGTQP were upset because they weren't represented in the movie, and so I found that kind of interesting because I don't know if it's for one. 
was that really true for one was that really true or they were just putting that in the news to try to either throw some dirt on the movie or just to try to get something started what's up Carlos were they trying to get something started or throw some dirt in the movie or was it a real actual true thing like was it some complaints about that how's it going so you just never know and if it was a real statement right or if it was some real complaints why is it that they have to be in what's up everybody I missed a couple of your names popped up Ramon Sanukis or San Sanchez <clears throat> excuse me so if it was a true thing where that group was um, complaining about it, why did they have to have representation in every single thing that goes on? I miss somebody who just came in. <coughs> What's going on? So why does it always have to be that representation, right? They can't do a movie without having some LBGTQP influences, right? They couldn't just make a movie how they want to make it. If that group, what's going on, True Vision? If that group wants some representation, they can always find somebody in Hollywood to really toasty, what's up, to have that representation for them, right? So, I found that kind of interesting. Was good. Glad you enjoyed it. What you thought was good about it? Did you look at it with an analytical eye or just an entertainment eye? So, what is this? D-Boys, what's up? What's up, D-Boys? Does that mean detective boys? Are you really a detective checking out the scope? Entertaining? You looked at it with an entertaining eye? Yeah, okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I kind of look at things now. A lot of jewels. Yeah, indeed. It was a lot of jewels in the movie. Like I said, it was cleverly written. You know, the characters, their lines they had to say. It was cleverly written. Tom Bellina, what's up? And so, like I said, the men in the movie, they have respect for each other even after battling. In battle and, at, you know, after the battle was over, there were some of the soldiers still had respect for each other. Whether they disliked them or whatever, they still had respect for each other. I thought that was pretty cool. And another interesting thing in the movie is when um, the head of the uh, Dora Milaje, when they had to go into the little Korean nightclub... And being the same people, I hear you. I hear you, True Vision. And I miss somebody just came in and joined. Thanks for coming in. Show me some love. Give me a few hearts, man. Let me get my heart game up. Get that heart game up. But um, appreciate them hearts. Thank you. Um, the character who was the general, the head of the Dora Milaje, when he had to go in and spy. First super heart. Thank you. True Vision. Appreciate it. 
that first super heart. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what that super heart means, but apparently it's something good, something big. But thank you. Thank you for that first super heart. The, the uh, what's up, what's up? Let me see how, who's this is. See you when I see you. What's up? Villain or Ville, Ville Hill pin. <laughs> what's going on? If I get some of y'all names messed up, you know, forgive me, man. I'm trying to get them right and kind of hype it up a little bit so people can know who you are. But, um, yeah, the, the scene where she didn't want to wear the wig, I thought that was interesting, too. She wanted to be in her natural self. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want to rock the European style. You can cash super hard to hit for cash. Okay, that's what's up. I might have to research that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you when I see you. Appreciate that. Thanks for the super hearts. I didn't know you could do all that. It's been a while. I seen the super cast thing on there. Yeah, you caught that too about the wig thing? <laughs> yeah, I seen the, the uh, yes, he hated the wig. But I found that interesting about that in the movie. You know, she wanted to be her true self. She wanted to rock her bald head. And if she had her own hair growing, she wanted to rock that. So that was real interesting. She wanted her natural style. She didn't want anything fake. <laughs> the wig thing was a great scene. And did y'all notice when, um, I think it was Shuri, T'Challa's sister, when they had the CIA, there was um, the, the guy who played the CIA operative or agent when he was trying to get him better and he finally woke up and walked around sure he called him uh well hello colonizer i thought that was interesting for them for her to use that line in that if y'all picked that up this when she said hello colonizer or yes i know who you are colonizer that was real interesting it was real slick to make that comment in the movie yeah so like I said, there's a lot of little messages in the movie that if you're just looking at it for entertainment value, you might miss it. You didn't pick up on it. What's up, uh, WM, with all these numbers, 272590934, something like that. Thanks for coming in. Much respect. So, like I said, there's a lot of lines in there. The Killmonger line, um, I forgot what it was all the way at the end when he was... Uh, when he was gonna, when he was gonna die, he said he'd rather die than become. I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it, unless y'all know the exact lines, y'all put it up. But basically, he was saying that instead of, you know, being like a a sellout per se, that he'd rather die with respect. Something along those lines. You know, he didn't want to be no little side chump and try to just uh, go along to get along. Bury my body in the ocean with my ancestors. Yeah, but something he said but right before that, I think. Or after that, one or the other. That was pretty interesting. Something along those lines. And also, check this out. Have y'all noticed in the movie, and if I'm mistaken, correct me, T'Challa didn't kill any white people. And I'm not saying or advocating to kill white people, but I'm just saying 
when his dad Tachaka said, a man who doesn't prepare his children for when he's gone is a failure. I'd rather die than be in bondage. There you go. I think that was it. I'd rather die than be in bondage. Yep. That was a real ill little uh, statement he made. Not ill as in bad, but you know what I mean. Clever uh, comment to make. I'd rather uh, not be in bondage. That said a lot about racism and slavery and stuff like that. That was big. And you notice, like I said, um, have you noticed that T'Challa, and I'm not, again, I'm going to say this again because, and that way it's recorded. And of course, my soundcast on my YouTube channel will have my words in it, so I'm not worried about it. But I'm not advocating killing anybody, white, black, or whatever. I advocate for protecting yourself when you have to do it. Thank you for them hearts, by the way. But did you notice that T'Challa didn't kill anybody white in the movie, but Killmonger did? The closest that I recall him wanting to uh, kill somebody was Claw. And that scene right there was pretty uh, ill, too. When the uh, Panther had Claw, he was getting ready to kill Claw. And then the, uh, the women was like, look. You don't want to do that. I forget the words they were saying, but you want the world to see us like this. I thought that was real clever. That was a clever scene right there. But Killmonger did. And have y'all noticed, have you picked up on it? Killmonger was more like the, he was angry. They, they posed to him like the angry black dude. The character in the movie. He was so upset because he didn't get to come back to Wakanda when he was little. He was upset because of the racism going on where he grew up in Oakland. He was left in Oakland after his dad died because uh, the dad's brother didn't want to, which was the former king, didn't want to bring him back. So you notice how they made him like the angry dude. And, and a lot of times people don't realize it. Even if they're looking at it from entertainment purposes, your subconscious picks up a lot of stuff that you might not consciously be picking up or realizing. And he had a victimization attitude. I don't know. Did he really have a victimization attitude? I don't know. I had to look at it again. He seemed more angry and they kind of, that was a kind of a message. What's up, Modula? Modula joined in. What's going on? And so they kind of pose him as that. See, look, here's the, con the contrast between the two. T'Challa, see, he's more respectful. You can, you can like him. What's up, what's up, Modula? You can like and respect him because he's more cool and he's not going to cause too many waves. But look at this Killmonger guy. When Killmonger said, they took everything from me. Okay. Uh, let me see, who's this name here? Looks like it said Carlos, but I'm not sure. Sometimes those colors, when your names come up in certain colors, it's hard to see than others, so. Forgive me if I don't get your name or I missed it, but I definitely thank you for coming in. So, Killmonger, yeah, like they portrayed him like, yo, that's the angry dude. But he had all the knowledge, like I said, going back, 
he gained, the dude from the CIA said, well, yeah, he worked for me or he worked with us. So he gained all his knowledge on how to fight, fight skills, spying skills, all that stuff. The ancient Hebrew and phonetic. But it's quite interesting when you say that about the um, language because uh, the director, Ryan Coogler, I just watched the interview with him yesterday and he was talking about how he went to uh, the southern part, part of Africa and he, um, he got with some people, I forget which, which land, but he said there was a certain country, City Bo, what's up? There was a certain country in Africa that is real small and it's not really known. I think it's called the M, M, M Tutu or M Tulu or M Sulu. It's a real country and not too many people know about it. Not even the people in actually Africa know about this small place. And then he just kind of gave some reasons. I missed the comment there. So put your comment back up. I missed it. But um, he went to that country and they had the uh, language where they do the clicks. And, um, and he said when he went there, he noticed a lot of interesting stuff he said when he went there it was gathering in certain ways and it was similar to like when he was in the hood and he and he told the um i guess the person that was helping him do the translating he's like yo we do the same thing because the way they was doing their uh barbecuing or what we would call barbecuing and fixing the food and stuff they were actually doing it. and he said one of the guys who speak, speaks the native language there told him that's because you're African and he felt that you know he felt real honored about that but he noticed a lot of things they were doing were similar to what people were doing in the United States and he also said that um, the way the families let other families know that they are proud family and um, I don't know if necessarily they have riches or not but there's a lot of heritage and they have a lot of respect for each other is to have them like hang out like you would see people hang out on the block just chilling you see all the bunch of black guys hanging in that country that's accepted and is it's respected because of what the message it sends but when you come here it's like what they said what happens police come by and try to move you off and everybody shuns you just hanging on the corner he said he found that real interesting when he went to that little country there and he said there was kind of some similarities because that country was less known. And the same thing about the movie and the Wakanda was like, it was known to the rest of the world. Like, oh, it's just some mountains and trees and stuff like that. What's up, Z? Thanks for coming in. I see all y'all coming in, but I'm only showing on my screen five. But I probably, there's probably a bunch of y'all in or, who, or who've came, come in and out. But I thank y'all for coming in. In and out, if you stay for 30 seconds, a minute. 30 minutes, whatever. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the super hearts. Right? So I found that interesting in his um, interviews. And I like to know, when, like, when movies get ready to come out, depending on what movie it is, I like to um, check out the interviews from the uh, actual actors. What's up, Dom or Donnie? What do you think about Wakanda having a king when kings is a European thing? Well... I kind of I kind of think that actually the Europeans got the king thing from Africa. <coughs> when you really look, excuse me. <coughs> when you really look at things because 
going before slavery times, there was, for those who don't know, slavery didn't just exist all the time. There was a before slavery thing and they had kings ruling. What's up? What's up? Yeah, so the, I think I think the Europeans got the king thing from Africa, from Africans, and they just applied it to their Europe towns and cities and countries and So there was always somebody in charge in these African countries. Satan or Sultan, what's up? Or Satan, well, I don't want to say that word. <laughs> yeah, check it out because I think I think a lot of this stuff originated from Africa, really. Even just my um, things I've been researching. There was also a time when they talked about the Moors teaching, um, going to Europe and teaching them about sanitation because they didn't have no sanitation practices. It was real dirty. And they had people inventing their own forms of toilet bowls. The Hebrews even wanted a king during the time of Saul because of the surrounding nations. See? So yeah, they got that from Africa, man. There's so much hidden stuff that unfortunately gets, uh, misinformation here I mean we can go on we go on a whole bunch of different directions like the schooling you ain't you really gonna hear about any type of black history in school is always the same three to five different things they talk about every year one black world what's going on thanks for coming in help me out with them hearts yo I got a couple of or a few super hearts I appreciate that I'm gonna have to research some super hard things but thank you but um yeah, the school here. I remember several years ago, there was talk about schools in Texas was trying to get rid of teaching. What's up, M? M food or M food? Then you got Cara, Carus, Carus and Camels. <laughs> What's going on? Or ICC? I'll make it short. Thank you for them hearts. By the way, by the way, way. But um, yeah, I even heard about Texas. Um, some years back, three to five years ago, was trying to remove a lot of stuff, the slavery stuff from the books, or change it or rearrange to make it look like the blacks actually loved being slaves, and they weren't slaves, they were just being helped by the slave masters. They was changing up the, the history. So that's being, that's been done, and it's still being done. And it makes you wonder why they want to change what the real history actually happen who are they trying to not let know what really happened kids right so felt that was kind of interesting now let's get back to the movie the vibranium the herb shaped hearts the symbolisms in that is melanin the vibranium and the herb heart that they had to take the suit that had uh, the created I think it's created kinetic energy and the fact that the powers the suit had and the herbs had the symbolism of that is the actual melanin and people with darker skin on the planet talking real life now the powers of melanin 
right? And I don't know if you guys know, some of you might, some of you might not. There's been a big thing. It probably was going on way longer than I'm probably saying. But within recent years, there's been this big thing about scientists trying to research the melanin in uh, black people. And I started trying to make a connection or not trying to, it just kind of made me wonder something I was thinking about. When you see all these, uh, there's been a lot of black people just missing. Sometimes you see it on the news or, or there was cases when some kids were found dead and their organs were missing. Those are documented. It's not no made up stuff documented. Some kids, you know, found dead in some, um, there were some high profile cases on the news where a few parents said, now nah, I want to dig my child back up and found out the organs were missing. And then you got the scientists studying melanin of black people. So that's kind of interesting. So that was the symbolism of the uh, vibranium suit and the uh, herbs. What's up? What's up, Marky? What's up? Thanks for coming in. So I found that interesting. Well, think about what they said in regards to the vibranium and the, um, the characteristics that it has or the things that it does. And then go research things about melanin. And then you can kind of see what I'm talking about. I'd rather you do your research and do the thinking on it. On top of me speaking about stuff, do your research on it. So just look at that. Just look at it in the movie or go, you know, research, go on, go on and Google the vibranium suit and look at the movie. If, you, if you've seen it, pay attention to the things they say about the vibranium suit, what it does, what it doesn't do, whatever, whatever. Not to say that people are bulletproof, and so we're not going to go on the surface like that as far as the suit. But the inner makings of the suit, the chemistry regarding the suit, and then look at the melanin that's, that's actually in people and the chemistry behind it. That's what I'm talking about. The makeup, the chemistry makeup behind the vibranium and the chemistry makeup about the melanin in your skin or in your body down to the color even the symbolism of the color of the suit just it being black and the powers of it all right um i think the herbs is in the comics i'm not a super comic head i'm especially not an adult i ain't fool with comics now But um, when I was a kid, I did read um, some comics here and there. And the herb was, I think it was in, at some point, in one of those comic books, the comic book series, and so, at some point, if it didn't start in the beginning. And that was another thing with the comics compared to the movie. They said they took a lot of... Um, Things from all the runs of the, t the comics from when it started up until now because there was different writers for the uh, Black Panther comic books 
So they took pieces of each one. And then, of course, they added some other elements of their own. And the uh, director, Ryan Coover, said, you know, they was given um, a lot of freedom to do and work with some things that they were able to work with. And certain things they couldn't do because of uh, copyright issues, because I think some at one point Disney owned some of the stuff at the time. They didn't own it all at one time or somebody owned something about the uh, Black Panther series or the Marvel itself and so there were certain things they couldn't do or they couldn't expand on and some things they could that's why I say it's always good to look at um, watch the interviews before the movies come out with the car- with the actors, the directors, producers and then watch it after and you can start piecing everything together you know what I'm saying so and what y'all think, what y'all think about the uh, beginning when it started out with the um the Oakland. That was new to uh, me. The herb I thought he just had fighting training. Now nah, I guess the herb was supposed to give him all that type of stuff because from all the the kings who came before him, I think this is in the comics as well, if I'm not mistaken. All the kings that came before him, they all took this herb, and so every tar- every person who becomes king after, they get all the wisdom from all the kings in the past along with all the skills and all the powers and it just builds up from king to king to king to king so that herb holds all this power in it and incidentally in the I heard that somewhere in the Caribbeans the Caribbean islands there's an actual real plant that has some um, Jimmy or JJ Mister what's up thanks for coming in um, there's an actual real plant in the Caribbean. I don't know where, where else it would be at. That it has, when they break it down and start working with it, that plant actually has, um, you can change it to get to uh, turn it into a certain um, electrical power where you can substitute and use that plant, you know, do whatever you got to do to change it and actually get um, electricity out of it. And I ain't making this up. Just look it up. Somewhere in the Caribbean is some plant, some tree or plant. <laughs> the Too Short Oakland song. Yeah. <laughs> but that was interesting how, because Ryan Cooler, the director, is from Oakland or grew up in Oakland, one or the other. I guess he was born there and grew up there and I understand that um, because Ryan Cooler did he did Creed and then Fruitvale Station and I think I gotta go back and look at the movies again just to see for sure but I think he puts his signature on every movie which I guess maybe directors do that's the thing they do put a certain thing where you know hey it's that director did it even if you didn't find out who did it you can look in the movie and there's be something in a particular scene that'll say, oh, that was Ryan Coogler. He directed it. So that's real clever of him to do stuff like that. Whoa. All right, we're still here. So what do you guys... Uh, what you guys think, man? What you thought about the movie overall? As far as the messages in it, the symbolism in it, 
the, the lines, the things they would say at certain parts in the movie. Now, here's one thing. Another thing I'd, um, again, like I said, I always look at the interviews of the actors. And the, uh, I think Lupita, she was in an interview and they were talking about how they had to do a lot of um, gun training, how to shoot. And so I'm wondering, and then I, he I heard, I'm not something I, s I heard the actual actor say, uh, Chad, um, they said he apparently knows some type of martial art already. And I don't know how much others they had to learn or what types. So I'll be interested in finding out what type of uh, self-defense or martial arts they had to learn for the movie. There is a video on YouTube and there's a black dude doing, and this was out way like probably two or three years before this Black Panther movie came out. There's a black dude who's doing um, what is the title of the video said, Black Panther Martial Arts. And when he kind of mimics certain uh, hand movements, y'all might want to look check that out on YouTube. Just type in Black Panther martial arts, and then the, the video will probably pop up. So I was wondering what type of um... yeah, everybody seems to get something different. It just depends. A lot of times, it depends on people's um, they knowledge about things whether in real life about what's going on in their environment, whether it's they were comic book readers or whether they did a little bit of research on the particular character. It kind of varies. Not everybody's at the same knowledge level, um, the same experiences. What's up, Laura? Laura Ro Walmack, Womack. Are you are you uh, related to Bobby Womack <laughs> in ex-military? So I seen it in my own way. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So everybody's on different levels of knowledge, information, experiences. So, like I said, some people just look at the movie, any movie, just for the entertainment. It brings them away from what's going on in their life. So some people just look at that and just run away with it with just the entertainment. They enjoyed it. They leave kind of happy and enjoyed for a little bit before it wears down. Some people look at, look at the uh, hidden coded messages in movies. Some do a combination of both. They'll look at it. They're trying to look at it and get the entertainment out of it. But then they're always picking up the coded messages in it. Right. Some people look at the movie one time for entertainment and then another time they'll watch it again and um, start looking for the messages in it. So it's, it kind of varies. What's up, Laura? Hello to everyone. What's going on? Thanks for coming in, by the way. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate every one of y'all who's come in. Whether you, like I said, whether you stay for 30 seconds, two seconds, two minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes, the whole time with me. Appreciate it. Thank you for everybody giving me the hearts. Super hearts. I'm going to check into that super heart thing. There was definitely an anti-imperialist message in the film. Did you see Den of Thieves? I didn't see Den of, Den of Thieves. That might be something else I need to take a look at.
I didn't see Den of Thieves yet. So what else? Oh, like I was saying, you know, everybody has different levels. Some people come in just wanting to be entertained, which is cool. Nothing wrong with that. Some people want to find people. Some people. Let me see. Great, great film for Ice Cube, son. <laughs> oh, Den of Thieves. You're talking about? Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's in that movie, right? That's right. I'll have to check that movie out. But like I said, at the beginning, I think I said it in the beginning, I kind of look at movies now from, with an analytical, yep, he's a star, yeah. I kind of look at movies from an analytical, with an analytical eye and ear, because I've been noticing, noticing a lot of similarities of real life events that took place, and then the movies have these scenes in it that reflected similarities to real life events, and I brought up the Batman scene where they pointed, they showed you Sandy Hook in that movie. The two guns, where they had the scene where the, uh, in the real live event where the naval, Navy dude was going in and out of different rooms and hallways. The two guns had a scene like that in that movie. I think it was two guns. And we can go on and on and on about these movies having, and I think, and I noticed something too, I think Denzel Washington been in several movies where actual incidents in real life actually happened similar to the movies he, were in, he was in. J-Law, what's up? Deconic, what's up? Like um, that movie Flight, Denzel was in that one. And there was a real life um, plane crash that was similar. I don't know if it, as far as the upside flying upside down or anything like that. But it was similar to the fight movie and there was some other uh denzel movies that were real similar um the one with the train oh you're not related to bobby Womack? okay and then like i said denzel had some movies thank you for the hearts too denzel was in some movies that real incidents happened similar to the movie and there were other movies out too that similar things happened that were happening in certain movie scenes that um long kiss goodnight there was a scene in that movie with uh, i think that's with samuel jackson where they talked about the uh 9-11 towers thank you for inviting uh somebody in laura appreciate it much respect thank you for the hearts so a lot of movies they'll come out and certain scenes will be in them and then a year later a couple of months later a, a couple of years later Incidents would take place that were similar to the scenes in those movies. So I found that real interesting. And so that's why I look at movies kind of with uh, an examining eye and ear. And I also try to get the entertainment fun out of it as well. And I think what I'm going to probably do in the future is just watch a movie and just try to and try to watch it just from an entertainment perspective and then go back and start doing the uh, analytical looking at it. But it's going to be hard because I'll, I'll automatically, while I'm looking at it from an entertainment value, I'll end up picking up stuff analytically just by watching it. And then maybe I'll go back a second time and really pick some stuff up. Long Kiss Goodnight is in... Say that again? I just caught half of that. I think it was Long Kiss Goodnight. And there was a scene in there where they mentioned something about well 
we won't fake the uh, taking the towers down. We'll just do it for real. So, and then that movie was made before the the actual um, 9/11 thing happened. And then there was supposedly a cartoon, a Bart Simpson cartoon, that had the 9/11 towers and the plane flying, like getting ready to hit hit it. And that was before the towers, the 9/11 thing. And then there was a scene supposedly in one of the Terminator movies that the guy was going under the bridge or the overpass or something, and they freeze the scene. And you see, you know how the tower, the uh, overpass has the different height levels, so the drivers can know if their load is too big for the overpass or the bridge and it will have like nine feet or six feet five inches so you know you get ready to go under there your, your thing better be smaller than that and so supposedly in one of the terminator movies the earlier ones there was a scene where they freeze the scene where he's get ready to go under the little overpass and it had 9-11 on it how coincidental is that you know that's crazy that's a trip So, I think there's a lot of messaging in the movies. You might consider it coincidental. But it's a big coincidence when loads and loads of movies every year. And every, I'll just say one out of whatever amount of movies come out a year. They have something in the scene. And a real life situation ends up happening similar to that scene in the movie. And there's a whole big thing on um, the movies and how they... Uh, get approved before they uh, I caught the line and okay yeah 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 see what I'm saying so a lot of movies are like that man and I don't know if you know if it happens it keeps happening like say for instance if you started paying attention to it in, two, in the year 2000 just started watching movies and paying attention for 10 years you've been paying attention after a while you gotta start thinking I'm wondering if this is really a coincidence or do they be putting certain things in these movies to tell you like hey this is getting ready to happen they just don't tell you when they just they just tell you what well, this is going to happen yeah after a while you got to start wondering that right you got to start thank you for no hearts man I appreciate it. i probably i know i got way over forty thousand now i was looking to just get forty thousand. i know y'all brought me way past that i love it now let's go for 50 between now and the next time I get on Scope Live, let's go for that 50. If I ain't already, if y'all didn't already bring me there, I also noticed in Long Tisca Night that terrorism was used to scare money. Yeah, see, and that and that was brought up for real. You know, those things were brought up as as real things. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it was two days before the 9-11 situation occurred that Donald Rumsfeld got on the, uh, was on TV mentioning something about a certain billion, you know, a, a dollar amount in the billions was stolen or lost. No, I think they said lost. I think it was like two days before the 9-11 uh, uh, towers in New York were hit. Donald Rumsfeld got on the news or on some interview or something saying that they can't find or account for over a billion dollars from somewhere or someone or something that they had and they claim they couldn't they don't have it anymore. It was two days before that happened. And then when 9-11 happened, 
you forgot all about what he said and just focused on that incident. Misplaced. <laughs> yeah. So it was misplaced. Yeah, I wonder where it's misplaced at. Who misplaced it in his pocket? <laughs> he misplaced it in his uh, shoe. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What's up? What's up? Thank y'all for coming in. Zakia. And there was somebody before you. I didn't catch the name. But thanks for coming in. Yeah, so there's so many, there's so many things when you sit down and use your analytical eye and your analytical ear. And you just keep it and you remember that stuff. And then when stuff happens down the road, you start wondering like, wait a minute. It seemed like I heard about this before. And you don't realize that you heard about it in the movie. Hey, what's up? Zakia, how you doing? What's good, what's good? So I find that real interesting how scenes and movies end up turning into real life situations that real similar to the scenes in the movies. Like I said, I think Denzel been in several movies where the real the incidents that happened in the movie actually happened in real life afterwards after the movie came out. I found that real interesting. And it's not just him, there's a whole bunch of movies that over the years you start looking at it like, what? You kind of swear that you heard about this before and you couldn't put your finger on it. Then you go back and you find out, wait a minute, there was this scene in the movie that was similar to this real life event that took place. Yeah. Or art imitating life. <laughs> because the, the art came first and then the real life incident came after. Like I said, there's been a lot of movies like that, man. And so that's how I came in kind of looking at Black Panther was with an analytical eye and an analytical ear. And like I said, there's a lot of jewels and somebody else mentioned here, there were a lot of jewels that were mentioned in the movie. So, it was a lot of jewels mentioned. What's up, O-Easy or Q-Easy? Can't tell if that's a Q or O. But what's good? Thank you for coming in. Man, I appreciate y'all coming in, man. Y'all like two weeks in a row been showing me love as far as popping up, like how many people are viewing. I thank y'all for doing that, man. Thank you for the hearts, super hearts. I got to check my heart count. I know it's probably, I wanted to make 40. I know y'all gave me over 40,000 by now. I missed it. What's your perspective on the movie? What about when M'Baku started barking and <laughs> when H. Ross started talking? <laughs> ah. All right, let me see if I can hit those real quick. Um, my perspective on the movie, like I said, I look at, nowadays I look at things with a more examining eye and ear, as well as trying to enjoy the entertainment part of it. But, it, but you can not go past not noticing certain things. So my overall thing is, is that there was a lot of messages in there. They was planted in different parts of the movie, very strategically, cleverly, cleverly done. So how would you interpret the fact that Wakanda decided to share their tech with the world? Let me see if I can get with that. Let me, I'll, get with, I'll get with you in that, in, with that question uh, in a minute. 
But my overall perspective was, I mean, it was good, number one. It was real good. I like the fact how your scope was on feature broadcast. Really? Okay. I ain't know that. That's what's up. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. But um, it was good. I like how they had the characters. They respected each other. They had respect for each other. They could sit down and debate things. And even when people got heated, they still came to some type of conclusion without uh, nobody chopping each other's heads off about it. Um, like I said, T'Challa was more like a Martin Luther King slash Barack Obama. He was more patient about stuff, which ain't always good. Killmonger was more like a Malcolm X type. Um, he knew what was going on around the world. They all knew, but I say this. Remember when Barack Obama said, well, I'm just not for black people or African-American people. I'm for the whole world. And so T'Challa was like, well, nah, I don't want to give my technology. I'm kind of answering another guy, the other guy's question and somebody else. I think, I think it was Laura. I'm not sure. But I'm, my apologies on the names. I'm trying to answer two questions at the same time. If you look at their lives, Martin Luther King Jr., Barack Obama, there was a more thinking type, studying things, strategizing first, and then possibly making a move. Well, Killmonger, he did some strategizing too. He had, he had things planned out too. So that part of it between the two is good. Strategizing, thinking things through before you go out and move, make a move, that's good. But at the same time, Killmonger was more of the radical type and they made him like the angry black dude. So you started seeing the contrast well and you wonder what was the message they was trying to bring to you. This is the type you don't want to fool with. This is the type you you fool with because he won't make any waves. He won't do anything to rock the boat. Well, Killmonger, he was more like, yo, I see my people struggling out, outside of Wakanda. Y'all need to use this technology to help them so they can come up because they the ones that's being mistreated the most. So he was trying to tell them that, like, yo, if you really pay attention, that's what he was saying. Like, look, I lived in Oakland. Y'all didn't bring me back to Wakanda. You killed my dad. I had to live out here. And so I see my people out here struggling. And y'all didn't want to take your technology to, to, to help them and bring them up. Well, that's what I'm doing now. So he was more like the radical. Like, he see what's going on with his people. He didn't like it. So he's going to make a change. Whereas T'Challa wanted to think it through first and Hold on, well, now you might not want to help everybody. So, that was kind of my take on that. The M'Baku thing, that was like one of those, <laughs> like, hoo hoo When you heard that sound, you know a whole gang of dudes just get ready to come out on you. hoo hoo You just started barking like, what? You know you in the wrong territory, homeboy. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That was a trip. Because that's, that's exactly what I thought at first. But I heard that barking. And then it was that the CIA dude started looking around like, what? The thing that came to mind was like, who the who? And it's like, uh-oh. So and I said to myself, something about to go down. They about to get bomb rushed. Gary Pearson, what's going on? GP. So 
that was my take on that. And like I said, I think I hit on the uh, the other question that was given to me about the um, technology for the world. That was, uh, like I said, I hit on, I touched on it, but let me think a little bit further on that. What's going on? Uh, who is this? Tula? Or maybe it's too legit. Something. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for coming in. My apologies on the name. Well, I'm looking at it from a real life perspective. Like if if I was the king of a country and I had all this technology and all this uh, advanced stuff, I don't know. And then wanted to share it with the world. I guess I would have to look at it from a a case by case basis per se. If you're looking at it from just helping the world, period. Or anybody in the world. Some people might be doing better than others and might not need the advancement. Or some countries might be doing better than others. So to put things, if you want to make it on an even playing field, but then of course you got to factor in evil minds coming to play too. So you might be putting your technology in the evil mind's hands so that would be the part where you would have to strategically um, think things through but at the same time I can see where Killmonger was coming from it's like yo these people need help right now I've been waiting all these years and you, you see that these people are struggling what about Killmonger's killing threatening Wakanda after taking the throne hmm I remember that scene. And I think that kind of goes back to them showing him being so angry that he's so angry that after he gets his power, hey, I'm just going to destroy everything after I let certain people get a hold of this technology and I'm going to just tear everything up now. I think that was more attributed to people, him being portrayed as this angry dude. So you got the, the calm and the smooth, per se, black T'Challa guy that wasn't trying to make waves and then you got this angry dude so you can always subconsciously be in your mind like if you see somebody like that in real life you'll want to stay away from the Killmonger type although the Killmonger type might have been telling the truth and dropping a lot of jewels just because he was angry I'm going to stay away from him so so your subconscious is picking up things that you consciously might see it as, oh, just entertainment, he said this and said that. But the subconscious like, no, I'm staying away from the Killmonger type black guy, but I'm gonna I'm a embrace the T'Challa type black guy because he's not gonna wanna do this and wanna do that and, and cause uh, problems for me. So I think that was more attributed kind of to that mindset. Just to kind of show that his anger is so, he's so angry that he just do anything. And like I said, a lot of people don't realize, adults and kids, that these movies, what they are plant in your brain. If you're not catching on to certain things, you can be affected by it and don't even realize it. You'll go out in the street and see somebody with their Killmonger attitude or mindset, which one I roll with. Like I said, Killmonger had, um, he was strategic. He had some strategic plans when they robbed the little... Um, art museum or whatever he had to plan that so he, he planned he, he strategized and at the same time T'Challa seems to be the strategizing type as well so 
I would probably, as far as who I would roll with, I would probably probably roll with the both of them. And that's not trying to be like, oh, you're just trying to stay in the middle. Because in real life, I don't have nobody that's just super, super wild that's just going to go out and start shooting people and stuff like that. But even with relatives, you got certain relatives that's just like the wild type. But then other, other relatives don't want to stay with them. But for some reason, I get along with them and I get along with the cool-minded types too. So... I can kind of, my personality is kind of, I can be around both. It's just, and then if any one of those sides, the wild side one, wild type of the family or the calm type family trying to get out of play, then I just let them know up front, like, yeah, we cool, but, you know, we can get down and do whatever, too, at the same time. But I'd rather not do that. I'd rather we still be cool with each other. But for some reason, it seems like I can kind of roll with both environments. I'm the type that I can roll up in the hood and things is cool. I'm cool with them. They cool with me. And then at the same time, I can roll over here with the more, I guess you want to say bougie type. <laughs> or those bougie type actors. I can still be in the room with them. But they, they got to be watched as well. Because then they think they kind of better than certain people because they had an education their education is so high and they they value that education and that's a whole nother topic might be something i do next week but um there's a lot of educated people and that education didn't get them the job they got and then you got some people that went to college and didn't finish graduating maybe went a year or two and they the millionaires and billionaires of the world so go figure go figure but I try to I try to have the mindset that I can learn or try to have the mindset of learning from anyone and anything. I started having that that approach to things because even if you don't like a person, they might have still might have something valuable. It might just be one little line they said or one little piece of information they gave and you can and anything else they say you can hate hate it too. From here to Timbuktu, but that one little thing they might have said something to you might have been the most valuable information you got. And so you learn learn something from them. So I try to take take that approach, learning from everybody and everything. Whatever you can, it could be something simple. T'Challa was in the kingdom and the hood and still had honor, restraint. Was he really in the hood though? Or what would be considered of the hood? That's impossible. Killmonger's heart wouldn't let team with what? Someone. I don't know. Was he in the hood in that movie, per se? What what, what you might consider the hood? I guess he went to different... Um, is it cold out here? No. It's like 61 degrees out here. That's another thing in the South. It seems like it's one or parts of the South. I can't say everywhere in the South. I'm not sure. But uh, it seems like it's... You know what I mean. Is it cold? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? Break it down for me. 
<laughs> unless you're talking, unless you are responding to somebody else's comment. Or unless you're talking about the hood comment. But I think it is in the movie, like when he went to different tribes, I believe. He went to different tribes and um, I guess he was trying to kick it with people. Or trying to talk to him. So, yeah, and that says, yeah, it's, it's respect. It's one of those things where you got to have a balance. You're respectful and you're restrained and you're strategic and smart. But then if you get too far over to the left or right, then you're going to end up messing up from the left or right for it for example i'm be too strategic i just look at okay i look at it like this let's say that i know that technology now has made it possible for me to do like what i'm doing with you now getting on and going live where before it was like you had to have x amount of millions of dollars to go on to have your own show and to do this and do that and so if i was out of that money loop i couldn't do anything but if i keep having that mindset even after i'm seeing like hey it's now available now i could do my own shows i could do a live show i could do a recorded show i could take my phone and record call myself and, and take a um an editing app and edit it and then put it up on youtube facebook um periscope twitter etc etc but i don't do it because i'm still falling on the side of well i still think i need millions of dollars before i get started and blah 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 blah. so i'm still leaning too far over to one side and not and forgetting about the opportunities now so the same thing like t'challa and killmonger he'll be too restrained and then if they get attacked and start getting beat up, he'll be still thinking, well, we got to still be too restrained with them because our technology can do this or do that. But if they pounding you down to the to the dirt, at some point, you're going to have to show your muscle then. So it's a balance of that. Really, it's always a whole balancing act. You got to know you get you get certain types of information and sometimes information changes. I once, uh, who's this? Is it uh, a Takro or a Tokro? What's going on? Thanks for coming in. Um, so, and thank you for them hearts, y'all. Y'all killing me. Now you're not, you're not killing me. You're showing your love with the hearts. Appreciate it. I gotta watch what I say. That's another. That's another scope in itself. Understanding the power in words. And you can see that in the movie, I guess. Thank you for coming in. Somebody came in. I just missed them. I think it started with an OT or a QT. But thanks for coming in. Thank you for the hearts. But um, yeah, like I said, if he's if T'Challa's too restrained and he don't stay in the middle and balance himself out, so where you know you get an attack, you might you might want to be restrained and try to work something out. But if it's getting too worse for your people. And people start, you know, getting killed, then you got to make a move. No homo just supported. Hey, I feel you. I agree with you. No homo over here. Thank you for the support. I understand. I know you're talking about the hearts, man. I feel you. 
Thank you for uh, the hearts, man. Much respect. I'm not on that, so it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so that's my take on that, the restraint part of uh, T'Challa. Anyway, um, I guess I'm going to get out of here. Let me look at my tape recorder. Wait, check this out. Look. See that? I got the microphone plugged in. And this goes to what I was saying on my last scope last week. I kind of touched on it. For you guys who are thinking about doing your live, you've never done a live, and you probably have Periscope for some time now. Or YouTube, you might have YouTube channel, you might have a combination of them all, Facebook, Instagram. And you see this here. Last week, I didn't have the little microphone plugged in. I just used the mic that came with it. And I would just take the recording of this and then make it my, what everybody calls podcast. But I like to be a little bit more, a lot different and technology-minded, like in the movie. So I call it a soundcast. It's all the same as a podcast basically you're just listening so you would see me live on here yeah you're welcome very welcome you see me live on here but i'm recording at the same time and then i'm going to put the recording on my youtube channel as a soundcast for those who just want to listen all right so i say that to say that the opportunities for y'all for y'all to do your own shows to create something video written um, audio is there, man. Let's, let's get out and do it. You can always redo it. You can put in things you want. You are the producer of whatever you create. So you can put in what you want to put in it. All right. And so with that being said, I want to say thank you all again. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the love. Thank you for coming in. Oh, check it. Yeah, I'm getting ready to give you that in a second. I got several channels. <laughs> So, uh, you can catch me on, I'm on, I got three YouTube channels, and then one in particular, I'll give you the details in a second here, that's going to start. Peace. I appreciate the hearts, yo. Um, so, my YouTube channels, is one is called Norwood Ventures, I think it's the same way I got on here on Periscope, Norwood Ventures, and that's just more like an entrepreneurial channel. And I'm probably going to start a show on that channel. I haven't started a show yet. It's more or less I'm selling, I put my products and stuff on there, more or less um, on that channel. But I'm going to do a little show, a Q&A type of show on that pretty soon. So Norwood Ventures on YouTube and Norwood Ventures on Facebook. All right. The second channel on YouTube is Norwood Media Vision. Norwood Media Vision. Norwood Media Vision. That's the channel where I created these different shows. I got a show. Now I just put it up. The uh, I got a Black History Minute where I give salute to Black History inventors, anything related to Black History. Of course, I got Thoughts of the Week. That's going to be the soundcast. Anything that I, I do live on Periscope, I take the recording and put it on the soundcast on YouTube. So that's all on that one channel, Norwood Media Vision. And I got a show called Did You Know? Um, a show called Life of a Solopreneur. And then I had an old show that I did, which I called my audio cast, was Questions of the Week. So I got Thoughts of the Week now. Back then I had Questions of the Week. And every now and then I, I put it up and I remove it. I put it up, remove it. 
because I was debating on if I should delete it altogether. It wasn't getting much traction as Thoughts of the Week. I see doing Thoughts of the Week gets much more traction. So that's why I changed things up. But I have some valuable stuff on there. It's valuable information. And this is just short, me asking a question. And then I would put in written form under my video my response to my own question. I was wanting other people to respond, but I didn't get that much feedback. So that's why I started Thoughts of the Week. So Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. All right. And I got another channel, which I'm really going to get real heavy on pretty soon because I like I like uh, I study self-protection and things like that, self-defense and things like that. So that channel on YouTube is called Survive and Protect. And I also have a Facebook page with the same name and I got an Instagram page with the same name as well. All right. So Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. Norwood Ventures, that's another channel on YouTube, and Survive and Protect is another channel on YouTube. And my first episode on Survive and Protect is going to be starting March the 15th, all right? It's going to be a lot of nice little things you can learn about protecting yourself. Some things are physical, some things are not physical, some things are technology-based. I'm going to try to give all of it to you as much as I can. Information. So you guys can definitely be protecting yourself. And I, this was, I had done this a while back on the old channel I had. And then I just wanted to change everything up. So I deleted everything. So I'm starting it back up because there's too much going on in the U.S. as well as overseas, just about anywhere you go. And I get tired of the fact that everybody keeps talking about this guns, this, or if another incident happens, Somebody walks in the train with like the train incident, the subway, and the dude supposedly blew the bomb up. And where there's some things that you that'll help you kind of be, uh, as far as protecting yourself, everybody needs to be more responsible about their own personal security. So, and then for those who don't know or don't know where to start, I'm gonna give you all these videos. I'm gonna be producing all these, creating these videos and producing them editing and everything. I do everything, the producing, directing, the editing, the filming, and every now and then I might have somebody help me film if I'm going to, because most times I'm in the scene, so if I need a certain angle or shot, then I'll have somebody just film that part of it for me. But, um, yeah, I want y'all to be able to protect yourselves, man, so as best as possible. Nothing is 100% guaranteed, but you can definitely put the percentage up higher and protect yourself. So definitely be start checking out that channel, man. Subscribe to it, follow it, like it, don't like it. Like if you don't like a certain video, get the thumbs down on it. It's all good. I'm not going to be mad. not going to hate on you for it. Comment under it. Definitely go to my Norwood uh, Media Vision. Check out those shows. Oh, I forgot to say, I uh, mentioned the app game. I got a show called The App Game where I talk about different types of apps <laughs> on that Norwood Media Vision channel. All right. So once again, real quick. You got Norwood Ventures, that's on YouTube and Facebook. You got um, Norwood Media Vision, that's only a YouTube channel. I was debating if I should do a Facebook one. And on YouTube is Survive and Protect. That's going to be on YouTube. Survive and Protect is going to be on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you guys want to get with me personally... Uh, you can catch me on Instagram because I got more than one Instagram page. So you can catch me on Norwood Ventures on Instagram, all right? That's where I'm at a lot. Um, Norwood Ventures, you can catch me there. 
All right, cool. Which one are you talking about you need? Which one? The protection one? I try to give something for everybody, man. So which one you said is needed? Either way, just check them all out. <laughs> and then decide which one you want to follow more. Or decide which one you want to follow the most. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, because you know, I'm trying to get my solopreneur thing on. So at the same time, I can be helping somebody out who's also thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. You can kind of watch my shows here and there. And check out the Norwood Ventures channel. Like I said, I'm, I got some people that sent me some questions. And, and I said I would start doing a show where I just answer the questions. And then that way it'll help somebody else who's you know, thinking about that and wanting to... Uh, get into the entrepreneurial thing alright and like I said the protection like I said I'm getting ready to um, knock out a whole bunch of videos matter of fact I might do one today and record it and maybe I'll edit it so I got a couple of videos already what's going on I just missed the person coming in I didn't catch the name because I'm, I'm kind of looking around my surroundings the same thing I'm going to be suggesting to y'all as well so sometimes I'm looking at the screen and sometimes I'm just kind of looking at what's going on, observing the uh, immediate environment. So, but yeah, so definitely check out those uh, YouTube channels and Facebook pages. Like I, I said, I got a couple of Facebook pages and YouTube pages of the same name. Norwood Media Vision has all the shows, the different shows on it. Survive, that's YouTube. Um, survive and protect that's going to be another separate channel and that's going to be all on all things survival and all things protection related that's going to be on youtube and facebook and instagram the same name and then you got norwood ventures this want to be on youtube and facebook all right you might see some products on there on norwood ventures anyway that you might be inter interested in getting or passing it on, letting somebody else know about it. All right? So thanks again. Thank you for the hearts. Most definitely. I think that's Laura. Thank you for them hearts, Laura. Most definitely. And I appreciate y'all coming in. And I'm going to ready to get on out of here. Yeah. All right? So definitely check that out, Laura. Check out them uh, channels. Tell everybody about it. Tell them to check it out. And when I come back, if you come back on the next time I get on here, if you check something out, let me know what you think about it, whatever channel. All right. Thank you for the hearts once again, once again, once again. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate it again for the hearts, the super hearts. Y'all chiming in on your comments the responses and questions question and answers all of that all of that alright I appreciate it I'm kind of waiting because you busting them hearts on me so I'm like oh let me let me get these hearts up <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> yes indeed so, ladies and gentlemen, I thank y'all again. And with that being said, the replay 